What's going on, everybody, and welcome to a special edition Villanova Basketball Recap Edition of the Did You Hear Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Hustle Podcast Network. I'm Emma Houghton flying solo today. Pat and I have had tough availability lately, so we've been having to do a lot of these solo. But this Villanova Recap Edition is a somber one, as in Villanova's first game of the Big East Tournament, they faced the 8-seed Georgetown and fell 72-71 to in a thriller, but comes out on a really disappointing note for Villanova. So I have to start this off by truly asking listeners what they thought. I wish this could have been a live stream because it would have been awesome to take questions here, but if you went into this game thinking that Villanova was going to be anything close than that one than what they were. If they were going to do anything to Georgetown, what they've done this past season, then I think you were A, wrong, and B, sorely surprised because Villanova was a shell of itself without its leader, Colin Gillespie. Everybody knew that. We truly got a surprise when we heard that Justin Moore was active. He was on the court taking shots in pregame, doing his warmups. He was listed as a game-time decision, and he came off the bench early. Jay Wright had said earlier this week that it would be a miracle if he played in the Big East tournament, and he was off the bench within three minutes of this game. So that was surprising, and it gave Villanova a ton of energy, a huge boost off the bench, This game wouldn't have been anywhere near as close as it was without Moore. So your expectations had to be lower anyway. Even with Moore, you couldn't have expected 100% health because he was recovering from that high ankle sprain. And also, Georgetown year in and year out presents an incredibly tough matchup for Villanova because... Go check out our weekly episode that dropped yesterday with Eugene Repay, a Big East Tournament preview. Pat, Eugene, and I all showed how one of Villanova's biggest weaknesses is protecting the big man, defending the big man, and Georgetown has one of the best big men in the conference, and that's Cutis Wahab, and he he had elite stuff today. He was absolutely dominating Villanova in the paint like he always does to every team, so... It's a tough matchup for Villanova anyway. With all that being said, I was completely shocked that Villanova let the lead get away from them so late. And I am completely shocked that Villanova did not shoot better from the free throw line. And the free throw line is truly one of the most frustrating things to watch. Teams live and die by how good they are for the free throw line. And quite literally, it decided this game. I, I tweeted out takeaways after every game from the Did You Hear account on, on Twitter, at Did You Hear Pod. No Big East team in conference tournament history has gone perfect from the free throw line with more than 20 attempts. Georgetown was 23 for 23 from the line today, and that won them this game. Dante Harris, their freshman who had an incredible game, I'll get into him in a little bit, he hit two to nail it, put... Georgetown up one, and then with 4.7 seconds, I know that every single Villanova fan out there was expecting some magic from those numbers. That is what the exact same time that Ryan Archidiacono had time to run up the court and pass it over to Chris Jenkins for that 2016 title game. 
but it was no such magic today as Caleb Daniel's shot was too strong. So I have to, I had to get into that first because while you should definitely have tempered your expectations, it was still an excruciating loss for Villanova to fall out so early in the tournament. They've won the past three titles. So I believe Eugene and I were correct in this past episode in saying that this will be the first time in three years that there will be a new Big East tournament champion. So now let's get into the actual nitty gritty of the game. Villanova started off extremely strong. Jermaine Samuels, big game main, threw the team on his back for the majority of the 40 minutes. He had the first six points of the game. Georgetown really looked just disarrayed on defense at the beginning, and they just looked stronger and stronger as a unit as time went on and as Villanova's shooting really struggled. So on that Georgetown end, their leading scorer is Javon Blair. He came off the bench today with 14 points, only shot 4 for 13 from the field. But in 32 minutes, he's truly the the anchor and this the motor of Georgetown's team, and he was able to contribute in any way he could. Two rebounds, two assists, only two turnovers. 14 points is honestly a bit low for him and how much he usually contributes to this team, but still a quality performance for him. I ha- I already mentioned Cutis Wahab, one of the best bigs in the Big East. He went 5 for 8 from the field. He 7 for 7 from the free throw line. For a big man to be shooting that well, I believe he was second in the Big East, the entire conference, in free throw shooting percentage. I mean, he does it all. He is so intimidating in the post. I actually think that Jeremiah Robinson Earl did as good of a job against him as he could have, but still will have those 18 points, or excuse me, those 17 points really put Georgetown over the end. And then my MVP of this game is freshman Dante Harris. He averages seven points per game this season. Today he went there and in 38 minutes, a team high 38 minutes, Harris had 18 points, six for 11 from the field, one for three from deep, and five for five from the free throw line. He is going to be a leading a leading player in this conference. Him, I mean, really, the freshman class is in very good hands. Dawson Garcia from Marquette, Chuck Harris from Butler, Dante Harris from Georgetown. This kid really showed what he had. He's so quick off the dribble. He drew that foul on Jeremiah Robinson Earl, which of course people are going to debate, but Villanova could have done a lot more to to not let the game fall on that call. That's what I think about it. You can complain about the call, but Villanova could have locked up this game minutes before. But Dante Harris knew it was smart. He got Robinson Earl off of his seat, and he was able to draw that foul. So, I mean, the big men for, for Georgetown, their coach is obviously Patrick Ewing. That's something they should be excelling in, but... Belay played only 20 minutes. He got into a ton of tra- foul trouble. And then off the bench, Ego Hefe also got into some foul trouble. He didn't have any points, but he played some decent minutes and secured four rebounds. So it was an interesting way that Georgetown, or and Patrick Ewing specifically, were a- was able to distribute all of his players across the, f- the floor in, a, in an impactful manner, and I really think they were able to do that. They just clawed back. If you could say anything about this game is that Georgetown sticks around, and after their very dominant performance against Marquette last night, they came in against the one seed. Of course, it's a different look Villanova team without Gillespie, and at the time, right before the game started, without Justin Moore. But Georgetown continued to claw back. Even when the lead was 11, it truly just felt like they were 
one or two stops away from getting back into this game, and that's exactly what they did. So I also meant to mention at the beginning that if Jay Wright and Villanova had pulled this win off, it would have been, A, one of the ugliest wins all season, which would have been fine because a win is a win, but it would have been absolutely incredible because of who they had to call on when it mattered most, and that actually makes me think of Providence. Providence also went down last night, but when Providence was just absolutely melting down in the first first half, they were pulling guys off the bench who have literally never seen minutes before, and they were getting things done. That is what Villanova did. Chris Archidiacono played one of the, the best game of his career in limited minutes, but also one of the best games on, on any player on this team. What he showed in those 34 minutes that he played today. Can we just talk about that? 34 minutes behind only Robinson Earl. That's what Chris Archidiacono did today. Zero turnovers. I need to get, he needs to have his own segment in a second. But what I was saying is that if Villanova had pulled out this win, it would have been incredible. It would have been ugly. There would have been a lot of criticisms, but it would have been incredible. And for, man, 36 of those 40 minutes, I thought Villanova was going to be able to do it. And that was why I was just as disappointed as anyone listening that's a Villanova fan. But with that being said, there are criticisms. And once again, it highlights every single red flag that Pat and I have talked about on every single recap episode this season. Villanova struggles against big, big centers. And I truly think that three-point shooting has become a weakness for the Wildcats. And it only became a weakness once Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore got hurt. It's still a weakness even though Justin Moore played. Cole Swider had three attempts from three. Caleb Daniels had two attempts from three. Brian Antoine had one. And Justin Moore had five. Those are the shooters on this team. Robinson Earl had three. That's that's usually where he is. Jermaine Samuels had 11 three-point attempts. Pat is absolutely internally freaking out at work right now listening to me talk and watching that game because in no way, in no world, should Jermaine Samuels be shooting 11 times from three. However... Because there are so few shooters on this team now, he had to throw the team on his back, and he scored 20 points. He had a a phenomenal game. He scored 32 points the first time Villanova played Georgetown, and 20 today. Georgetown just provides a great matchup for Samuels to exploit, but it doesn't matter how well he played because he and Jeremiah Robinson Earl can't do it alone. They truly can't. JRE had 26. He had an excellent game. 9 for 13 from the floor. He did better against Wahab than I thought. He had 6 rebounds, only 2 turnovers. And the glaring thing, what everybody is going to talk about, is he was 7 for 13 from the line. He had the chance to make it a 2-point game with just a few seconds left before Georgetown had their last possession. I think it was about 18 seconds left. And he missed the first free throw. And that was why Georgetown was able to go up one instead of it being tied at 72. So that's what people are going to talk about. I don't think it takes away from how much JRE truly did step up in this game because I did not expect him to play as well against Wahab as he did. He really was excellent around the rim. And his post footwork was incredible to watch. Same with Samuels. But again, it is so much more about all the other players on this team who just couldn't hit a shot today. Cole Swider hit 1-3 when it mattered. Caleb Daniels got into foul trouble. He had the last shot of the game, but it wasn't even a good look. Brian Antoine had two 
two good threes in one possession that couldn't fall. Brandon Slater was stone cold from the field. Chris Arch, his shot really isn't there. When when Colin Gillespie got hurt, and even when Justin Moore got hurt, some casual Villanova fans were were asking me, is it really that big of a deal that Gillespie went down or that Moore went down when I was absolutely drowning in despair? And I think this game is a perfect example of why it does matter. Because Colin and Justin are such elite shooters, and you could have the best possession in the world. Villanova can draw up the best play in the world. But if you don't have a great shooter who can knock it down, then it doesn't matter. And, and, and that really pigeonholed Villanova today. And I think Jay Wright did an excellent job putting Dixon in in those big minutes. Eric Dixon deserves a huge shout-out for the offense and defense he played when he was matched up against Wahab. He, Dixon was actually pretty good from the free throw line, two for three. Again, Chris Argidiakno, 34 minutes and zero turnovers. He was an assist machine. He had one really quality steal. This guy just, his scrappiness is must-see television. It's incredible to see him getting the time that he really did deserve. But you just, you couldn't count on Swider when it mattered most, and you couldn't count on Daniels when it mattered most. And that's a serious problem that's going to linger this year and in the NCAA tournament because that is where Villanova's heading now without any Big East games to focus on. And it's going to be a lingering problem for them next year as well. Justin Moore is going to be healthy next year. You would think that Cole Swider would continue to elevate his game, but that has kind of been a problem for him every single year. If defense was the liability, at least he had a shot. And I just don't feel as comfortable saying that anymore, and neither does Jay Wright, because Chris Arch is getting more minutes than than Swider. Nine minutes from Cole Swider. Yes, Arch is the point guard, but still. Nine minutes from Antoine, only 11 minutes for Daniels. There's just such the the inf- the changes that this lineup has seen. And that is why this win would have been so incredible because of how short of a time Jay Wright had to put a lineup together that could go out and win. And they really had it if it hadn't been from their their struggles from the free throw line. But I'll go to some, some team stats now. Again, Villanova shot 63% from the line as a team, which has got to be their season low. Georgetown was 100%. Villanova got, Georgetown out-rebounded Villanova on the offense and defense end. They, they had more turnovers. Georgetown doubled the amount of turnovers that Villanova had, and Villanova just couldn't capitalize. That's when it comes. And if we, if we really thought that and by we, I mean Pat and I talking about it and Eugene talking about it and even people watching it. If you thought that defense was the biggest problem, it still is because Jerry still probably can't go up against Hunter Dickinson or Drew Timmy or Luca Garza, but he did a pretty good job against Cutis Wahab. Now the biggest weakness is shooters and who is going to step up in Con Gillespie's wake to generate offense from this team because the paint game was incredible from Villanova today and that still wasn't enough. They need to find their identity again as a three-point shooting team and try to just scrap really quality minutes together from Arch, from Dixon, more from Swider, more from Antoine so that they can try and make a run in this tournament. And that is all being said with a healthy more because again, without his 10 points off the bench. I think he looked a little bit hesitant at the beginning, but he definitely looked more like himself as time went on. If his shots can keep falling, you get 15 from him and then 20 and 25 from JRE and Samuels, things look okay. But you've got to see more scoring from the fourth 
fifth, and sixth options on Villanova. So again, a heartbreaking loss in the quarterfinal rounds. Villanova now moves to 16-6 and six on the season. Again, at one point weeks ago, Villanova was a pretty much clear-cut, the number three team in the nation behind Gonzaga and Baylor. Now they might not even be a four seed in this tournament. Upsets galore in the Big East tournament, as usual. DePaul upset Providence last night. Butler upset Xavier in an absolutely incredible game. As we speak, Seton Hall and St. John's is going on. You've got Butler and Creighton and UConn and DePaul later tonight. But unfortunately, there will be no more Villanova in the Big East tournament. And hopefully, we will have more than one recap to do for the rest of this season. But for now... We will wait until Selection Sunday comes around. We will wait to see what seed Villanova will be, and we will have you covered, Pat and I, during the NCAA tournament as Villanova hopes to put a run together and try try to get up to those expectations that they had at the beginning of the season. So that'll wrap up the Big East recap edition episode of the did you hear podcast again villanova falls to georgetown 72 to 71 in a once again thriller at madison square garden make sure to follow did you hear on twitter and instagram at did you hear pod and once again make sure to check out our tournament preview that got released yesterday with special guest eugene repay so that'll be it for the did you hear podcast and go cats